It's time for High Plains Public Radio's weekly program, Growing on the High Plains. Here's Skip. One of the most valuable flowers that you can plant in your garden sports the somewhat ugly-sounding common name of milkweed. Many gardeners consider a weed to be any plant that grows where it is unwanted or doesn't belong, but in my opinion, we all need to consider this important plant as anything but a weed, as it is very much wanted by the monarch butterfly and consequently does definitely belong in yards, gardens, parks, and anywhere else that nature abides. As natural habitats decrease across the land, we who love plants, animals, and yes, even insects, should join the increasing number of gardeners who are providing a critical food source for the monarch. The best way to do that is to create butterfly gardens and make sure they contain at least one of the more than 140 species of milkweed. Many varieties of milkweed are perennial to our HPPR area, surviving through Zone 4 winter temperatures. Given full sun, moisture, and some fertile soil, they should do well throughout the Great Plains. My favorite is tuberosa, also called butterfly weed. It produces bright orange blooms, appreciates our prairie heat, is drought-tolerant, stands up fairly well to our infamous winds, and limits its growth to a manageable height of two feet. Some of the other popular milkweeds are common milkweed and swamp milkweed, which thrives in well-watered borders, bogs, and pond edges. Both of these two species grow much bigger than tuberosa, with six to eight foot heights and lots of energy for spreading into other territories. So far, I've just introduced tuberosa to my place, but next season I'm going to look for carasavica, also known as bloodflower or Mexican milkweed. Because it's a native of the tropics, it's considered an annual here, but the photos I've seen of the red, yellow, and orange blooms that keep coming throughout the summer have put it on my look-for list. The milk part of milkweed refers to the sticky white sap that is often considered toxic, so if you find yourself with too much of a good thing, use gloves when pulling seedlings just to be on the safe side. Actually, it's this toxicity that makes it so valuable to the monarch and its efforts to survive in a dwindling world habitat. These grand and glorious butterflies will only lay their eggs on milkweed. As the baby caterpillars emerge, they feed on their host plant, thus ingesting the toxic sap, which creates a built-in protection from birds or other prey that give the munching monarch worms a wide berth. More milkweed plants ultimately mean more monarchs, as well as other butterfly species that enjoy the nectar from the blooms. Milkweeds also serve up meals for bees and hummingbirds, so I hope you'll join the growing number of gardeners who are adding it to their planted areas and thus creating milkweed trails for migrating monarchs. If you need some help finding a source for the plants or seeds, contact me at hppr.org or... 1-800-678-7444. The botanical name for milkweed holds a bit more prestige than the common name, since it is named for Asclepius, the Greek god of healing. Next week, we'll investigate this hint about the history and multiple use of milkweed, including some ties between the lowly weed and the war efforts of the greatest generation.
Growing on the High Plains is a production of High Plains Public Radio. It's written and narrated by Skip Mancini and produced by the staff at HPPR. To listen to other Growing on the High Plains episodes, visit hppr.org.